It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Batman, Woman, Marvel, Spider-Man, Image, Spawn, Saga, Boom, Once and Future, Power Rangers, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo. Sorry, I have not dropped a episode before this one. Uh, life and work came into play. There were some things at the office that had to be taken care of that were very time sensitive. So it took me away from you guys, but I am back and dropping a previews episode we are going to be covering the previews catalogs from dc marvel and diamond distributors for books going on sale in the month of october but as always before we get into the previews i'm going to be dropping some news and i'm also going to have uh, a small conversation about my time in raleigh north carolina i was in raleigh uh, this past weekend, attending GalaxyCon Raleigh, uh, which returned after a one-year hiatus uh, due to the pandemic. And so I'll talk a little bit about my time there, what I enjoyed, and some of the things that I didn't quite enjoy. But first up, let's talk some comic news. First up, uh, not from any publishers, but from the Eisners. The Eisners were held on July 23rd, and so there were a lot of notable winners uh, this year. Best new series was Black Widow from Kelly Thompson at Marvel. Uh, Best continuing series uh, was Usagi Yojimbo from Stan Sakai over at IDW. That's been going on for quite a long time, and it it won Best Continuing Series. Uh, Best Writer this year was awarded to James Tynion IV for a bunch of his work. Of course, you know, he's currently writing Batman over at DC, but he has a few other books uh, that he's doing in the Indies. He has something that's killing the children and wind that are both over at uh, Boom Studios. And then, of course, you know, he's also writing the Department of Truth over at Image, uh, but he did win Best Writer at this year's Eisner. Uh, Peach Momoko, who has been a hit since coming on the scene a few years ago, uh, she won Best Cover Artist. And Michael Allred, uh, who's done work all over the industry for different publishers, uh, he won for Best Penciler Anchor, or the Best Penciler Anchor Team. So, a few other notable winners. Uh, Mike Allred also won for Best Coloring. One of the biggest winners also this year who won multiple awards was Gene Yang for his work, Superman Smashes the Clan, uh, that won a few awards, as well as Matt Fraction and the team for Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, uh, which was that miniseries at DC. Uh, so uh, that book by he and Stan Lieber won for uh, Best Humor Publication 
as well as best limited series. So congratulations to Matt and Steve and all the winners over at the Eisners for this year. If you want to take a look at the full list of winners for this year's Eisners, uh, head on over to Comic-Con International's website at comiccon.org and you'll be able to see the full list but once again congratulations to all of this year eisner award winners okay over at image uh they announced they're going to be partnering with collectibles creator cgc uh to create and distribute a certificate of authenticity uh that will allow purchases of the upcoming book King Spawn number one and, and this this deals specifically with the one in two hundred and fifty retail incentive of King Spawn number one by Sean Lewis and Tom McFarlane. But they're gonna be issuing this certificate of authenticity authenticity and with this certificate you will be allowed to submit your copy of the book to CGC to have it graded and it will actually allow you to get a signature series label the yellow signature series label tied to it uh, typically as you know you comic book graders like myself or you 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 slab buyers like myself will know uh, CGC typically well CGC doesn't accept uh, certificate of authenticity as a means for obtaining a yellow signature series label. But with this uh, deal with uh, Image, they're actually going to allow, again, for this, this specific variant, if they're going to allow readers who have a copy of this issue to send it in to CGC with that certificate and have it graded with the yellow signature series label and the way it's going to work is uh, Tom McFarlane is actually going to go to Diamond Distributors headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland and he's going to sign the books and the COA uh, there and again those books will then be sent out to comic shops as normal and then from there readers who have that copy will be able to go ahead and contact CGC and say hey I got the book I'm going to be sending it in CGC is going to send them a form to fill out they attach that form with the book and the certificate of authenticity and then they'll send it, send it in to CGC and CGC will go ahead and grade it as normal and it will grade it as if Todd McFarlane was actually there for a signature series event and uh, get those book that book graded and sent back to to the individual. Uh, one of the ways that they're going to make this happen is they're actually going to send a witness of CGC to uh, Baltimore as well. So when Todd McFarlane shows up at Diamond's headquarters to do these signatures, uh, that witness will be there. So it'll be interesting to see if they 
do that in the future with more books. Again, CGC never takes a COA with regards to allowing the book to get a yellow signature series label, but they seem to be testing it out now with this first issue of King Spawn, this uh, variant issue. So we'll see if they're willing to do that more in the future with Certificate of Authenticity. Over at Marvel, uh, they recently announced earlier this week that they are going to be releasing a tribute to Fantastic Four number one. Uh, this is going to come out in November. And if you all remember, a few months ago, they did something similar with this tribute to Uncanny X-Men, where they basically took the original story, the original script, and they got current artists, uh, whether they were regular Marvel artists or guest artists, to redraw uh, that issue, you know, with each artist taking a page from the original art and doing it in their own style. So they are going to be doing that again with this anniversary tribute to the Fantastic Four. And in this book, it's going to be about 72, 75 pages. It's going to have two different stories. It's going to have the uh, inaugural Fantastic Four number one, uh, but it's also going to have the Fantastic Four annual number three. And uh, that third annual was the wedding of Reed Richards and Sue Storm. So they're going to take those two stories from Lee and Kirby and they're going to reimagine both issues with art. And there are about easily 25 30 artists that they have lined up to each do a page or two of new art to coincide with the original script. So again, a Fantastic Four Anniversary Issue Tribute 1 that is going to be coming out sometime in November. So be on the lookout for that as we discuss, as we discuss it in a future episode of Previews. Also at Marvel, uh, as I mentioned in the last previews episode, in September they're going to be releasing Infernal Number One, uh, which is their big X book event uh, from Jonathan Hickman. So recently, the artists on this series, this mini series, uh, did some artwork uh, that did homage to the original series by the same name, Inferno, that was from back in the 80s. I didn't read that series, even though I was collecting books at the time. But these uh, images uh, depict the three major groups that's going to be involved in Inferno when it comes out in September. It centers around Mystique and her displeasure in Charles and Magneto not keeping their promise to figure out a way to bring back her wife, Destiny. And the role that Mara McTaggart plays in Charles and Magneto not keeping that promise. So, again, it was three, three 
images that they created for the event, uh, paying homage to the original Inferno series. The first one features Mystique, Mara, and Destiny, and it basically reads, Our enemies can't be trusted. The second one features Colossus, Cyclops, and Bishop, and that one reads, Our allies can't be trusted. And then the final one features Magneto, Emma Frost, and Charles Xavier. And that one reads, our leaders can't be trusted. So those images, if you want to take a look at them, they are available on Marvel's website. So head on over there and take a look. They look very nice. I'm actually um, as big of an Emma Frost fan that I am. I actually like the one with Mara, Mystique, and Destiny on it. So again, just remember, Inferno comes out next month in September. So be on the lookout for that at your local comic shop. Over at DC, they recently announced... uh, few weeks ago last week actually uh, they announced batman one dark night which is going to be a book written and drawn by artist jock and this book comes out on december the 7th from dc and the quick synopsis reads when a simple gcpd escort goes sideways batman finds himself on the wrong end of Gotham City in the middle of a heat wave with a supervillain in tow. Follow Batman as he traverses block by block across a pitch dark Gotham City while dragging a highly difficult EMP to its permanent home at Blackgate Prison. The dark corners of Gotham City contain many surprises and EMP plans to deliver many more shocks before the night is through. So again, that's going to be a $7 book. It's going to be black label. And of course, most of the black label books are in that prestige format. And this will be as well. And again, $6.99 comes out on December 7th. I'm actually, if, if for nothing else, I'm interested to see what this 1 in 25 variant by Lee Garbutt looks like. I have been a fan of his for quite a while, going back to Batgirl, uh, the series with Steph wearing the Batgirl mantle, as well as his work on Skywood. And finally, from DC, they are teaming up with Walmart once again. If you can remember a few years ago, DC teamed up with Walmart to create the 100 page giants that they produced for 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 a few years that were that was distributed to about 3,000 Walmart stores across the country Uh, this time they are creating a 48 page flip book style series called my first comic so again this is going to cater to kids from six to nine Again, it's going to be in that flip book style, and it's actually going to feature, in addition to a few stories, it's supposed to be around two stories in this book, but it's also going to feature 
puzzles and mazes and other games of that nature. But the goal is to expose the younger generation to comic books for the first time and to get them interested in the genre. So again, that's actually on sale now. It started on August the 3rd. And again, it's 48 pages in this book. Uh, it's all, unlike the Super Giants, which again went to around 3,000 stores. This one is only limited to 500. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult to find. Now, if you have a Walmart.com account, you will be able to buy a copy online. But if you are a store goer, you, uh, you won't be able to find them at as many stores as you found the 100-page Giants, as it's only being limited to 500 stores across the country. So, But if you're near one of those lucky stores, and unfortunately I'm not, uh, you, can, you can head on over to Walmart and pick out the, the flip book. If you want to see what stores are participating in this new project from DC and Walmart, uh, head on over to DC's website, uh, read the story about the upcoming, well, the now released My First Comic, uh, and the first issue is my is focused on Batman, and uh, they have a map where you can see all of the stores that are participating in the program to see if there's one that's close to you if you have an interest in picking one of those books up for yourself or a loved one and so that's gonna do it for the news for this episode so as i mentioned um last weekend and last weekend meaning july the 30th I went to Raleigh, North Carolina, and participated in GalaxyCon, their Raleigh show at the Raleigh Convention Center. So it wasn't my first time attending the Raleigh event. Uh, it was my first time under the banner of GalaxyCon, but in the past it was known as SuperCon before it uh, sold the naming rights to another organization and they that organization is the one that runs supercon in miami but went uh, to raleigh again was there from the 29th through the first i left that sunday and uh it wasn't again wasn't my first time but uh compared to the other times that i've attended GalaxyCon uh, back when it was still SuperCon but considering those other those other years that I attended uh, I was slightly disappointed in my experience and and it wasn't due to the lineup or the guests uh, they actually had a great schedule I was able to sit in on a few of those panels uh, which included the cast of Superman and Lois, but and they also had a good lineup of comic creators and other celebrities. But what what disappointed me 
this year with it was there really was not a lot of comic book vendors. So, as always at GalaxyCon, uh, Mario Comics was there, and I've 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 seen and have talked to Mario at his booth several times uh, at several different events. I also saw him in Jackson, Mississippi at Mississippi Comic Con, uh, but there were only a few dedicated comic book vendors that were there. Now, of course. Unknown Comics was there as well, selling their variants. But when I mean dedicated retailers or, re- or dedicated comic book vendors, I mean those that have long boxes of back issues that you can go through and, and pull stuff out that you may have be you may be looking for to fill a hole here or there in your comic collection. And there weren't that many this time around usually when I go to a con I usually will spend a few hundred bucks on back issues to fill some of the holes in my collection but that didn't happen this year and it was primarily because there weren't a lot of dedicated comic book sellers they had you know they had pop culture sellers, you know, who were selling Funko Pops and who were selling prints and, and who were selling games and, and cards and action figures and toys. And they may have had a short box or two on the floor or on the table, but there, there weren't that many dedicated comic book vendors that just had lines and lines of long boxes for you to dig through and and for me being a comic book geek and a comic book collector who has been filling his collection back up that was that was somewhat of a disappointment now it won't keep me from attending GalaxyCon again because like I said before they put on a good show uh, the schedule of events were were pretty good but I, I, I do hope that as we hopefully get back to normal and continue to get back to normal, that next year uh, they'll have a little more uh, for those who are true comic collectors at heart. Uh, you know, and I don't want to take away from the rest of pop culture, you know. It, 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 it is big, you know, pops are big and prints are big and... Uh, certain action figures and toys and anime, those things are vibrant and alive in pop culture and geekdom these days, but there are still a good representation of comic book collectors and comic book enthusiasts out there. And I hope that cons don't forget about them and continue to represent them by having vendors to cater to that population as well. But again, that was my only, that was my only disappointment for that weekend. I think the biggest, uh, the biggest thing for me during that weekend was actually uh, sitting down and talking to former Marvel editor-in-chief 
Jim Shooter. Now, this wasn't my first time meeting and chatting with him. The first time I met with him, or I met him, uh, the first time that I met him, he was actually at a con in New Orleans uh, a few years ago, and I must have stood at his table for an hour and a half, you know, just listening to stories of of his days at Marvel, his days at Valiant, uh, and, and just soaking it all in. He is a he is a walking encyclopedia, much like uh, the late great Stan Lee was back in the day once he had called it quits and was on the con scene as well. And so I come, I found myself doing uh, the same thing. And so after he signed my copy of Savage She-Hulk number one, uh, which was written by Stan Lee, but he was editor-in-chief of Marvel at the time, so I got him to sign that. But I also got him to sign my copy of Secret Wars number eight, uh, which, com- which completed the trifecta, so I was able to get his signature, uh, John Bain, as well as Mike Zeck. So all of those guys have now signed that copy. It's off to be graded and uh, returned, hopefully, sooner rather than later. Uh, but spent another 45 minutes just listening to him, and, and uh, most of this time he was talking about his days over at Valiant Comics. But again, it was just a joy to stand there and sit there and uh, soak that history in and, and speaking about books that you you grew up reading and uh, may still have in your collection so that was that was the highlight of my weekend but I also got a chance to speak with uh, Kyle Higgins as well as Joel Jones and I'm, I'm hoping to have Kyle on the show someday one day in the future uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, hopefully that can happen sooner or later. But God, he is one busy dude. You know, he's he's writing Ultraman over at Marvel. He has several indie books out right now. Uh, Ordinary Gods, Radiant Black. He's But he's also been doing stuff on Kickstarter as well. So Kyle has been a very busy writer slash editor. Uh, these days, but I do hope to have him on the show one of these days uh, to discuss some of his stuff, particularly his his indie stuff, because those are the ones that I've really been enjoying, uh, particularly Radiant Black. But that kind of sums up how my weekend went in Raleigh. Again, a little disappointed with the amount of comic book vendors, uh, but again, had a great time speaking to the comic book creators that were in attendance and just having small chat and small talk with them and, and getting some of my books signed and sending some stuff off to CGC and, and CBCS. But again, hope to be back in Raleigh next year uh, for another year of GalaxyCon. And so that that sums up my my week in there and so with that being said it's time to head on over to the main event of the episode it is time to get on board and talk about the previews
for the previews. Alright, and first up, as always, as we get to the previews, we go to DC Comics and DC Connect. Uh, this month, we have another Batman title done in the, the cover. Uh, this time, it is Batman the Imposter, which pops up on page one of DC Connect, and that synopsis reads... Bruce Wayne's mission as the Batman has only been underway for a year or so, but he can tell he's making a difference. Unfortunately, he's made some powerful enemies. All the traditional power brokers of Gotham resent the disruption the Batman has brought to town, and it seems one of them has a plan to neutralize him. There's a second Batman haunting Gotham's rooftops and alleys, and this one has no qualms about murdering criminals, live and on tape. With the entire might of the Gotham City Police Department and Gotham's rich and powerful coming down on his head, Batman must find this imposter and somehow clear his name. But how can you prove your innocence from behind a mask? So this it's written by Madsen Tomlin, and he is a director. He directed the Netflix original uh, Project Power, but the art is by Andrea Sorrentino. And if you don't know who Andrea Sorrentino is, you are missing out on some great art. Uh, Andrea is the artist on Getting Falls, the Jeff Lemire series. And there's a preview of the art on page two of DC Connect, and it looks absolutely stunning. And so it's gonna be interesting. I am definitely gonna be picking up, if, if nothing else, the first issue of this uh, to see how it plays out. But this releases on October 12th from DC Comics. It's a $5.99 book. Next up on page three, uh, we get Batman issue 114 from writer James Tynion IV with art by Jorge Jimenez. And two weeks after the release date of October 5th for Batman, we get Batman issue 115 by the same creative team. And uh, this continues the Fair State event. Uh, that's getting ready to start now with Batman uh, taking on the Magistrate as well as uh, the plans of Scarecrow. So again, Batman 114 releases on October 5th. 115 releases two weeks later on October 19th. Both are 499 books from DC Comics. On page five, uh, Batman Secret Files is going to be having another uh, one shot. This one will be focusing on Sean Mahoney, a.k.a. Peacekeeper One. And so this releases on October the 19th. Uh, it's going to be a four ninety nine book written by James Tynion IV and Ed Brinson with Joshua Hickson on art. And he'll be doing the inks as well. Um, I just wish Secret Files were actually Secret Files again. Uh, they can always come up with another title for this series of books, but this is not the 
the Secret Files I grew up with. But again, Secret Files Peacekeeper 1 releases October the 19th, $4.99 from DC Comics. And then on that following page, uh, Catwoman issue 36 by Ryder Rom V. Uh, this time there's going to be art by Nina Manquiva, uh, 399. Again, that also releases on October the 19th from DC. And then uh, at the bottom of the page, uh, Nightwing issue 85, uh, written by Tom Taylor. This time there's going to be art by Robbie Rodriguez. It's not the usual artist, which is typically has been uh, Bruno Redondo, but he is going to be doing the cover for this issue. So this is uh, going to tie in to Fear State. Both of these issues are, uh, but this one is going to be looking at Barbara as she is going after the anti-Oracle who has somehow been able to hack into her network. So, Nightwing 85 also releases on October the 19th from DC Comics. Page 7, Detective Comics number 1044 from Mariko Tamaki and, and art by Dan Mora. Uh, continues the Fear State storyline and it will also f- flow over as well onto the bottom of that page with I am Batman number two from John Ridley with art by Steven Segovia. I'm interested to see how uh, that issue turned out. Uh, I, I am a fan of Steven Segovia's art. He's currently doing the art, or at least he was, on the X-Men book uh, Hellions over at Marvel. His art's really good. And uh, considering I was not a fan of what Travis Foreman was doing uh, it, this would be a, a welcome change for me so again that is I am Batman number two that's on sale October the 12th $3.99 book from DC Batman Urban Legends issue number eight I'm gonna have stories from Melissa Wong Brandon Thomas Dan Waters and Christian Ward uh, that releases on October the 12th And so there's going to be four stories. The first story is going to be featuring Batwoman. And it will be a Fear State tie-in as well. uh, With also, uh, there's going to be an Outsiders story. And I am assuming that Brandon Thomas is going to be writing this one. Uh, He is the only person that I have recently enjoyed writing uh, this group of of heroes. But uh, those first two stories, the Batwoman as well as the Outsider story are both going to be Fair State tie-ins. And then there's going to be an Azrael story and it's going to end with a Professor Pig story. So again, Batman Urban Legends number 8 releases October the 12th, 799, 64 pages from DC Comics. There's a variant cover that looks very nice. This variant cover by um, Kari Randolph. Uh, there's also going to be one by Ricardo Federico, but this one from, from Kari Randolph looks real good. I think I'm going to be picking that one up. Page 9. Uh, Tax Force Z, number 1, written by Matthew Rosenberg, with 
art by Eddie Burrows. Uh, this, we're getting pieces of this in uh, Detective and some of the other Bat books now with them featuring. We know that Bane was killed in a day. Uh, we know that Astrid Arkham, the Arkham Knight, is also dead. And then uh, we saw in the last issue of Detective in that backup story that Man Bat has died as well. And so this is all going to be leading into this new series called Task Force Z with Red Hood. Uh, Jason Todd leading this group of dead people. Uh, so that is going to be a $3.99 book. It releases on October the 26th, just in time for Halloween. Again, $3.99 from DC Comics. They are doing another... Batman's Fortnite book. Uh, this is going to be Batman Fortnite One Shot. The story is going to be by Scott Snyder, Christoph Gage, and Donald Mustard with art by Joshua Hickson. Uh, this one will also feature a bonus digital code that you can use in the game. Again, that's going to be re Batman Fortnite One Shot. $4.99 releases on October the 26th from DC Comics. Page 14, Catwoman Lonely City, number one. Uh, this releases on October the 19th. This is going to be written and drawn by Cliff Chang, uh, who is well known to DC from his work on Wonder Woman. Uh, but this is going to be a black label set mini that's going to be out and the synopsis for this first issue reads 10 years ago the massacre known as fool's night claimed the lives of batman the joker nightwing and commissioner gordon and sent selena kyle the catwoman to prison a decade later gotham has grown up it's put away costume heroism and villainy as childish things the new Gotham is cleaner, safer, and a lot less free under the watchful eye of Mayor Harvey Dent and his bat cops. It's into this new city that Selena Kyle returns, a changed woman with her mind on at one last big score. The secret's hidden inside the Batcave. She doesn't need the money, she just needs to know who is Orpheus. So again, that's going to be a black label series. It's $6.99, releases on October the 19th. Uh, there's also going to be a variant cover by Jock. That's a 1 in 25 variant. But this art that is on the following page of DC Connect looks absolutely great. So I will be definitely looking out for this. And just know Mayor Harvey Dent is actually Two-Faced. So... That's going to be interesting to see. But again, Catwoman Lonely City releases October the 19th from DC Comics. Page 17. Uh, Tom King and Greg Smallwood has book one of The Human Target. Now, this is somewhat of an early solicit. Uh, as this book releases on November the 2nd. It's not, a, uh, it's not an October release. But... The Human Target is based on an old comic book series as well as a TV series. I don't know if any of, any of you remember the TV series 
where the hero Chance, uh, Christopher Chance, basically takes on the persona of whoever his client is, and he basically acts as a bodyguard protecting this individual from assassination or whatever but to do so he basically becomes that person he takes over their persona and everything well in this series uh, from Tom King and Greg Smallwood he's going to be taking on the persona of Lex Luthor and he basically has 12 days to figure out who within the DC universe is trying to kill him so again Human Target book one that comes out November the 2nd from Tom King and Greg Smallwood. It's a Black Label series. $4.99 from DC. In the month of October, DC is going to be celebrating the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. They're commemorating the, the anniversary with a lot of material coming out. There's about 12 different titles that's going to be coming out. The one that is of the most interest to me uh, is Nubia and Amazon, number one, written by Bia Ayala and Stephanie Williams, with art by Alita Martinez, uh, who's also doing the regular cover. Uh, the art on this cover looks absolutely stunning. I just don't know if I want to get the regular cover or if I want to get the variant cover by Mika Sozo. Uh, but the synopsis for this issue reads, After the drilling events of Infinite Frontier, Nubia becomes the queen of Demascara. But the new title also brings challenges. With the unexpected arrival of new Amazons, our hero is forced to reckon with her past and forge a new path forward for her sisters. Little does she know, a great evil grows beneath the island, and it's up to this former guardian of Doom's doorway to unite her tribe before paradise is lost forever. This is going to be a $3.99 book. It releases on October the 5th from DC Comics. Uh, Nubia and the Amazons, number one. So that ends it for the featured pages of DC Connect. We now get to the what I'm going to call the lightning round of books. Uh, these are the pages of DC Connect where there are multiple books, uh, six books on each page. So I'm going to shoot through these as far as those that I'm going to be following and picking up. Uh, first up, page 30, Batman vs. Vixby, Werewolf in Gotham, number two from Bill Willingham. That comes out on the 19th, $3.99 from DC. On page, the following page, page 31, uh, Batman Catwoman number eight from Tom King and Liam Sharp. Uh, there was a story that came out uh, a few weeks ago where it was said that Liam Sharp was going to come in and do the art for the next three issues, I believe. So he picks up with issue number eight that is going to be $4.99. It comes out on the 12th from DC. Also on the same page, Blue and Gold number four from Dan Jurgens with art by Dan Jurgens and Ryan Sook. So Ryan Sook is back on the title. That's going to be a $3.99 book. Releases on the 19th from DC. 
page number 32 hardware season one number three from brandon thomas with art by dennis cowan and bill sinkevis uh, that's going to be 399 releases on the 12th from dc um now on the same page green lantern number seven from jeffrey thorn uh, i'm not following green lantern I, I don't plan on picking it up but this this variant cover from uh Marco Santucci uh, featuring Sinestro looks absolutely great. I don't know if this if this cover's gonna be colored or not, but it really doesn't need to. It could just uh, be printed as it is with uh, with the sketch art and inks and call it a day. Page number thirty three, uh, Icon and Rocket number four uh, from Reginald Hudlin and. Uh, Leon Chills with art by Doug Bratwait. That's uh, $3.99 book releases on the 26th. Page number 34, Robin number seven from Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melikoff. Uh, this follows up on the smooch heard around the world as uh, Damien and Flatline lock lips as the Lazarus tournament continues on Lazarus Island, so we get the fallout from that. Uh, that's gonna be $3.99, releases on the 26th. At the bottom of that page, uh, Statics, it's number five from Vida Ayala, with art by Criss Cross, uh, another $3.99 book that releases on the 19th. Continuing the scroll, page 36, The Joker, number eight from James Tynion and J Sam Johns, you know, he, does the backup with James Tynion with the punchline story, but uh, that is going to release on the twelfth. It is a five ninety nine book from DC. Wonder Girl number five and number six. Uh, this is not Wonder Girl going to a bi weekly or a twice monthly book, uh, but issue five is basically a resolicited. Uh, title that was supposed to release in September, but it's being resolicited re for October. Uh, that's they're both three ninety nine books. Uh, issue five comes out on October the twelfth, with issue six coming out on the twenty sixth. Scripts by Joel Jones. Uh, art for issue number five is by Adriana Mello, and then art for issue six is from Ela Del Duca. But again, both are 399 books uh, releasing on the 12th and 26th, respectfully, from DC. And then finally, in the uh, collected editions section, uh, page 39, Superman and the Authority from Grant Morrison. And that is going to be released on November the 16th, so it's an early solicit uh, with, again, Written by Grant Morrison with art by Miguel Janin, and that is going to be a $25 book from DC Comics. And that concludes our review of DC Connect for the month of October. It's time to move on over to Marvel. And looking at the Marvel's previews, it is promoting uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 75, which is the first issue of the title uh, that doesn't have Nick Spencer as the main writer. 
I remember he is dropping off as of issue 74. So as we peruse through the Marvel's catalog, uh, first up, Venom, number one, this is on page four. Venom number one, written by Al Ewing and Rom V, with art by Brian Hitch. There are seven variant covers with this first issue, as well as a black blank variant that's also going to be produced. Five ninety nine, fifty six pages. This comes out on October thirteenth from Marvel Comics. So in the month of October, The Amazing Spider-Man will not be uh, shipping twice in a month. Uh, It's actually going to be shipping three times. We get Spider-Man issues 75, 76, and 77. And uh, it picks up off of the finale of Nick Spencer with Ben Raleigh returning to the mantle of Spider-Man. So, the synopsis for issue 75 reads, Ben Raleigh has returned to New York City and has fully taken back the mantle of Spider-Man. But what does that mean for Peter Parker? So again, this issue 75 and 76 is going to be written by Zeb Wells, with issue, 70, with issue 77 being picked up by Kelly Thompson. And so again, that's all going to be done in the month of October. Uh, Spider-Man number 75 is released on October the 6th. Issue 76 is on October the 13th. And issue number 77 is going to be on October the 27th, just in time for Halloween. All of these books are going to be $3.99 from Marvel Comics. Page number 13, The Immortal Hawk, number 50, the final issue of the series, written by Al Ewing and art by Joe Bennett. It is going to be a $9.99 book with 96 pages this releases on october the 13th from marvel comics um i am one of the few creative people who did not pick up on this book when it first came out i have read some of it in trade but i'll definitely be picking up this final issue again that is going to be 9.99 shipping on october the 13th from marvel comics Page number 20, Eferno number 2, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Stefano Caselli. I don't know which which of these covers I'm going to get. There's the main cover, but then there are two variants that I am just completely torn with. Either the Marvel's Masterpiece variant uh, by Joe Jusco, which uh, replicates the old Marvel Masterpiece trading cards that were out decades ago i lost those cards in katrina um or there is the variant cover with magneto by jeff deco i am torn between those two but anyway um, it is a 5.99 book 56 pages it releases on october the 27th from marvel comics so uh, between now and foc i got i got 
about a week to decide which of these two covers I'm going to get, if not both. Page number 28, Luke Cage, City of Fire, uh, number one of three issues in this mini, uh, written by Hochi Anderson with art by Fareed Karimi. The synopsis is an all-too-relevant story rocks the Marvel U. When a black man is murdered by a police officer in New York City, Luke Cage is called to action. But what does a good man do when protecting the streets puts him at odds with his own people? A cadre of crooked cops named the Regulators are out to terrorize ordinary citizens. And with Daredevil determined to bring them down no matter the cost, and Mayor Fisk equally determined to use them to tighten his grip on the city, it's up to Cage to keep the city from completely going up into flames. I am going to be picking this up. Uh, it looks like a very interesting story uh, to see which side of the line Luke Cage falls on in this story. And uh, again, this is a... 499 book 40 pages from Marvel it releases on October 27th releasing on October the 20th Moon Knight number 4 written by Jim McKay with art by Alessandro Cappuccio picks up from the last issue 399 from Marvel Comics the synopsis goes a night in the life from waking till midnight moon knight's life is filled with peril mysterious foe attacks from a new and unexpected direction an old friend comes to visit and moon knight finds himself answering the same question over and over again why do you wear the mask so if you if you have a copy of the uh of the previews you see that it's going to be a guest appearance by Tigra in this issue uh, and the cover by Steve McNevin looks absolutely beautiful 399 32 pages it releases on October the 20th from Marvel Comics page 43 X-Men number 4 from Jerry Dugan with art by Javier Pena uh, with the cover by Pepe Larraz uh, for me, I am I am again torn with which cover I am going to pick up if I'm either going to get the regular cover by Pepe Larraz, which features Cyclops as the Headless Horseman, or if I'm going to pick up the uh, Masterpieces variant from Joe Jusco. Right now, I think I am leaning the regular cover with uh, with Cyclops as the Headless Horseman. That looks that looked pretty awesome, but that is that is going to be a four ninety nine book. Releases on October the thirteenth from Marvel Comics. Page forty six, Marauders number twenty five from Jerry Dugan with art by Phil Noto. Um, all three of these covers look awesome. So for this issue, the main cover features Emma Frost in Fight Club mode. She's wearing a pair of brass knuckles that are pretty bloodied already. But Marauders is going to have two of the Marvel Masterpiece variants. Uh, one featuring Bishop and the second one featuring old school Kitty Pride, not Marauders Kate Pride. So... 
I'm right now I'm leaning that in that regular cover as well. But Marauders number twenty five. It's going to be a three ninety nine book, and it releases on October twenty seventh from Marvel Comics. Page number sixty one. Black Widow number twelve. The best new series of. 2020, according to the Eisners, again, congratulations to Kelly Thompson and her team, including uh, Elena Casagrande. The synopsis for this issue goes, Black Widow fears no man but him. Thanks to intel from an unexpected source, Black Widow and her team have stumbled into some high society crime nonsense, which requires formal wear to investigate. Everyone will be looking their best as they deal with the worst. But with the haunting figure from Natasha's past reemerges, the game has officially been changed. That is a $3.99 book and available in comic shops everywhere on October 27th, Black Widow number 12. Page 65, Daredevil number 35 from Chip Zdarsky and Marco Chichito uh, continues the lockdown storyline that's been going on. And this is going to feature a grudge match between Bullseye and Elektra. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Again, Daredevil number 35 is a $3.99 book. And it releases on October 27th from Marvel Comics. So the last thing I want to look at in the Marvel's previews. Page number 83. Volume 2 of the Moon Knight Omnibus. And I am torn at which of these two covers that I want to get. So the main cover is... A cover by Alex Ross, but the direct market variant that's only going to comic shops, uh, that one features the, a cover by Frank Miller. So I am, I am torn on which of these two I want to get now. If, if I'm going just by what this will be covering, again, it's still going to be covering Moon Knight from the '80s. Um, you want to go with the, the Miller cover, but again, this this Alex Ross cover is just it's almost too much to to pass by. But again, this is uh, Moon Knight Omnibus Volume Two. It is a it is an early solicit. This is not on sale until March 2022, uh, and it's a hundred twenty five dollar book from Marvel Comics. But again. I gotta decide which of these covers I'm gonna get before I make my order. They both look they both look awesome. But with that being said, that ends our review of the Marvel's previews for the month of October. And with that, we move on to the big book, the previews catalog from Diamond Distributors. And so, as always, before kicking things off with the big book, uh, we first take a look at the covers on the back side, which is the toy side of the catalog. Gunslinger Spawn, uh, which is the new series coming out from uh, Image Comics in October. And on the front end, uh, which is the comic book side, 
Star Trek The Mirror War, uh, which is the second part of the year-long adventure uh, into the Mirrorverse of Star Trek coming out from IDW. So I'll be touching on both of these as we go into our previews of the big book. So with that being said, let's proceed. First up, as always, we go to Image and the first book, the aforementioned, page 44, the aforementioned Gunslinger Spawn, number one, written by Tom McFarlane and Ali Cott, with art by Brett Boot and Philip Tan and Kevin Keane. There are going to be two covers for this first issue, the cover A being from Brett Boot and the cover B being from Todd McFarlane. It's going to be a $5.99 book, 48 pages, and it releases on October the 6th from Image. Next up, and I've been I've been waiting on this one. Page number fifty. Page number fifty. The Magic Order Two, number one, from Mark Millar, with art by Stuart Eminem. Uh, this is going to be a six-part miniseries, following up the first miniseries that was absolutely extravagant. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the synopsis for The Magic Order Two reads. A magic turf war like you've never seen before. The London chapter of the Magic Order has entered the scene. And these tough guy Richie style gangsters have a problem with the Eastern European warlocks moving into their territory. Can new leader Cordelia Moonstone keep the peace? So if you can remember from the first volume, uh, Cordelia ended up taking over the Magic Order after uh, going through that little mini war that cost her the lives of some of her family members. Um, but this is going to be a three ninety nine book, 32 pages, October 27th, just in time for Halloween and it releases from Image Comics. Page number 68. Now, this is something that I'm not picking up myself, but it's something I highly recommend that you do if you haven't read the series before. Uh, this is Unnatural Omnibus, the hardcover from Merker and Dolfo. And Merker did the writing, the art, and all of the covers, at least all of the main covers. And there were some extravagant uh, variant covers as well that came out with series and so this is going to collect all 12 issues of that maxi series from from Mergrandolfo from Mergrandolfo it is 320 pages uh, releases on November the 3rd so it's an advanced solicit $39.99 from Image Comics so again if you haven't if you didn't get a chance to read Unnatural that was a great book. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, yeah, it does make a political statement in it, but it was fun while 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 a great you know while making that statement. It was a very good book, very fun read. So again, if you haven't read it before and you had read it in trade, uh, take a chance and pick up that that hardcover that's coming out in November. 
page number 76, Adventure Man number 6 from Matt Fraction with Art by the Dotsons. Uh, that is a $3.99 book, releases on October 27th from Image. And on page 78, uh, Compass number 5 from Robert McKenzie and Dave Walker with Art by Justin Greenwood. That is the finale of this miniseries. Uh, it releases on October the 13th. It is also a $3.99 book. At the bottom of page 78, crossover number 11 from Donnie Cates with Art by Jeff Shaw, D. Cunife, and John Hill. Uh, that releases on October 22nd, $3.99 from Image. Page number 87, Ordinary Gods number 4 from Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark with Art by Felipe Wontanabe and Frank William. That is going to be released on October the 13th, $3.99 from Image. Uh, the synopsis for that, in Paris, the search for the trickster continues. The awakened gods are closer than they've ever been to reuniting the five. But what if the trickster finds them first? So again, that's going to be an October 13th release, $3.99 from Image. Uh, at the bottom of the page, Primordial number two from Jeff Lemire with art by Adriana Sorrentino. Those two have got so good together uh, first on getting balls and then I've, I've heard some good things about Primordial as well. So that is going to be an October 20th release, $3.99 from Image. Then on the next page, page 88, Radiant Black number 9 from Kyle Higgins with art by Marcelo Costa. That is a $3.99 book releasing on October the 20th from Image. Uh, there are two covers also coming out. The cover, the, the B cover is from Danilo Beirut, but there's also going to be a 1 in 25 cover from Darko La Fuente and Miguel Muerto. That is also going to be out, and that's that looks pretty nice. But uh, I think I am going to stick with the main cover on this one again. Radiant Black number nine releases on October the 20th from Image Comics. Moving over now to IDW. Uh, first up, Star Trek The Mirror War number one. Written by Dave and Scott Tipton with art by Gavin Smith. Uh, that synopsis. Return to the merry universe of the next generation with this brand new series from writers Dave and Scott Tipton where familiar faces and exciting new surprises await around every corner. To conquer the merry universe, Captain Picard must first seize control of the shipbuilding planet of Fonderil. The only problem? Fonderil is inside Klingon Cardassian Alliance territory. So now this is issue number one. Uh, issue zero is actually coming out either later this month or early in September. Again, this is not going to be like your typical mirror universe that we recently got from IDW, which have typically been uh, 
four to six issues. This one, however, is going to be a year-long adventure. So we got we got thirteen issues if you include uh, issue zero. So issue number one will be out in October, three ninety nine from IDW. Page one forty four. Yusagi Yojimbo, number 23 from Stan Sakai. Uh, again, this is the, this is this year's Eisner winner for Best Continuing Series. Uh, releases in October, 32 pages, 399 from IDW. All right, moving on over to Dynamite. Uh, only one book I'm gonna be looking at. Page 149. Uh, Vampirella number 25 and I mentioned this because this is you know as I mentioned in previous ones it wasn't sure if it was going to be uh, the end of the series or not but uh, this month's previous catalog confirms that it is it's going to be the final issue of Christopher Priest's run on the series which in my opinion has been really good uh, I've absolutely enjoyed what he's done with Vampirella as Dynamite celebrates her 50th anniversary. So, the synopsis for this issue. Red Mass is here. Can Vampirella cheat fate? That's the oldest question our interstellar vampire faces as she unites in unholy matrimony with the man who would be Dracula. Yes, you read that right. Don't miss the wedding of the century as Vampirella forges a bond in blood to save the life of an innocent man. And unlike other weddings, this one will actually happen. So it seems they're taking a, a slight hit at DC for uh, the other bat-related wedding we should have gotten and didn't. But anyway, uh, this releases on October the 20th, 3.99 from IDW. Vampirella number 25 and there are a good bit of variants as is typical with dynamite with their uh, with their variant covers moving on over to boom boom studios first up house of slaughter number one written by James Tynan the fourth and Tate Brumble with art by Werther del Edra and Chris Sheenan um, this is a spinoff from the world of something that's killing the children, which was, of course, a great series from James. Uh, the synopsis read, discover the inner workings of the House of Slaughter in this new horror series exploring the secret history of the order that forged Erica Slaughter into the monster hunter she is today. You know, Aaron Slaughter is Erica's handler and rival. But before he donned the black mask, Aaron was a teenager training within the House of Slaughter. Surviving within the school is tough enough. But it gets even more complicated when Aaron falls for a mysterious boy destined to be his competition. That is going to be a $3.99 book. It's also going to have a $4.99 foil cover. Releases on October 20th from... Boom Studios. Next up, page 211, 
Berserker number six from Keanu Reeves Matt Kent with art by Ron Garney. Uh, we reached the halfway point of the Maxi series with issue six. What revelations will be unlocked when his handler's life hangs in the balance? During a mission to retrieve an artifact from a museum in the midst of a civil war, B saves his handler Jim from a chopper explosion. As he races to get his gravely injured friend to the extraction point, B reveals new secrets from his past. But little does he know that Caldwell and Diana are secretly recording everything. That releases October the 20th, $3.99. It will also have a $4.99 foil cover, 32 pages from Boom Studios. Page 226 of the big book, Once in Future, number 21, from Karen Gillen and Dan Mora. 32 pages, $3.99, releases on October 27th. What ancient and mythical danger awaits Bridget, Duncan, and Rose as they seek Rose's parents in the city of Bat? To complicate matters, an authorian Knight pursues them with an offer for Rose and Duncan. Join the round table or face death. If they survive the encounter, they'll be pulled into the next phase of Bridget's plan. Finding the lair of the greatest hunter the Accord has ever seen. Again, that releases on October 27, 399 from Boom Studios. Once in future, number 21. Now moving over to Aftershock, page 250, The Search for Who, number two from Steve Orlando and John Sway, uh, with art by Rubin. Uh, the synopsis reads, Aaron's quest for revenge lands him in the middle of a shootout between the Who and Mongolia's families. With guns drawn and no way out, Aaron must not only prove his lineage to the Mongolos to the Mongoli family, he must also prove his work. Aaron's quick thinking saves his newfound family from a failed attack on a who, but not without a great loss. That releases on October the 13th, 399, from Aftershock, Search for Who. Page 267. Antarctic Press, uh, alias Black and White, uh, issue number two, uh, written by comic legend Chuck Dixon, with art by Enrique Villagran. Uh, this story is called Stormfront. Uh, FBI agent Neil Mattis is convinced that a string of seemingly unconnected murders is actually the work of the same man. That's going to be a $3.99 book. Comes out in October from Antarctic Press and Chuck Dixon. Then we we move on over to page 284. I'm sorry, not page 284, but 285. We get to AWA Upshot. Uh, and we get Telepaths number two from J. Michael Spazinski and art by Steve Epping. Uh, that continues the new story outside of the Resistance universe uh, where 
people come up with powers to read mine. So that book releases on October the 13th, 399, 28 pages from AWA Upshot. On that following page, uh, Fight Girls number four from Frank Cho, uh, also 28 pages, 399. It releases on October the 20th. And then right under that, Mott's number five, uh, which should be the penultimate issue uh, from J. Michael Skrzynski and Michael Choi. That is a 28-page book, 399 from AWA Upshot. And then, for those who may have missed out on the series, we know that uh, they quickly, AWA quickly comes out with their trades once a series ends. And so, The Resistance Uprising, which is the second volume of Straczynski's Resistance Story, uh, that comes out on October the 20th, 144 pages, 9.99 from AWA. I've always appreciated how AWA does their trade paperbacks for only 10 bucks. Uh, so that's a good price point, price per page for a book, for a trade paperback. Also coming out in October, the trade paperback for Chariot by Brian Edward Hill with art by Priscilla Petrates. Uh, that comes out October 22nd from AWA. Now, for some reason, they have the trade for this as being $3.99, but I'm thinking that that might be a typo, and it's actually a $9.99 book. Uh, so make sure that you verify that with your comic shop if you order that trade. Page 316-316 of the big book, Fair Square Comics intertwined the ultimate edition from writer Herbrice Sablowski with art by Fred from Chung and Veronica Lopez uh, and that synopsis goes a murder a mysterious league of protectors operating in the shadows a young kung fu student lost in a concrete jungle he never chose to live in a Chinese girl who has to pose as a man to protect herself and her Jewish heritage. A secret LGBTQ plus love story. Welcome to the world of Intertwined. It's 1971 and for Wan Jin, life is about to become hell. He didn't ask to be a hero. He didn't ask to go to Chinatown. He only wanted to follow the way of Wing Chun, the Kung Fu style he mastered brilliantly. But Destiny had other plans for him. That is a 184 pages, 29.99 from Fair Square Intertwined, the Ultimate Edition. Moving on over to Titan, page 392. Gung Honey, number two of four from Charles Arday and artist Ung Ho King. Uh, that continues that miniseries, 399, releases on October 13th from Titan. Now moving on to Valiant Comics, page 406, Harbinger number one from Colin Kelly and Jackson Laking with art by Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, there's going to be several variant covers as well. Uh, the synopsis reads, Can you make the world better if you can't be better? A telepath 
with no memory. A city of superpowered teenagers suppressed. Redemption, destruction, rebirth. A new era of Harbinger begins here. That is a $3.99 book releases on October 27th, Harbinger number one. And then on that following page, page 407, Ninjak or Ninja K, depending upon who you ask. Number four from Jeff Parker and Javier Polito. So that continues that storyline, 32 pages, releases on October 13th. $3.99 from Valiant. And then finally, I'm gonna quick flip over to the manga section. There's only one thing I wanna cover there. And that is Diago the Beast, volume three from Udon Entertainment. 376 pages, of course that's black and white manga in the typical manga style, $19.99. Diago the Beast, volume three. And so that's going to do it for the previous catalog for the month of October. And thus brings us to the end of our episode. I want to thank you all again for joining in with me this episode. Next time we are going to be getting together and I'm going to be reviewing some new books that are coming out next week. We are going to be looking at White number two from Black Mass. We're also going to be looking at Ordinary Gods number two from Image. And we're also going to cover Hardware Season one number one from DC. And hopefully, hopefully if there's time, I'm going to try to do Fantastic Four Life Story number three. So as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in and supporting the show. You can find us wherever you find all your other favorite podcasts. We are going to be continuing our convention tour soon, uh, hopefully in the month of October. But until then, we'll see you next time and keep reading those comics.